The Bud Light controversy continues one month later. And is it safe anymore to accidentally show up at someone else's residence? Topics covered this week on the Controversial Mind podcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Controversial Mind Podcast. This week's episode, we're going to cover more of the Bud Light controversy pick up from last week's episode. And we're going to cover a disturbing new trend, it seems, where if you accidentally show up at someone else's place, you're liable to get shot. But first, let's get started on the Bud Light controversy. So we are indeed one month now removed from the beginning of this Bud Light controversy. Uh, if... For those of you who don't quite remember, this is where Bud Light seemingly teamed up with uh, in TikTok influencer Dylan Mulvaney uh, to promote the uh, beer and do more inclusivity. Uh, this came at the helm of uh, her 365th day of womanhood. Uh, it was quite a huge achievement for her, and it was quite an interesting step forward for Bud Light, which has caused quite a stir, quite a commotion with uh, many conservatives, uh, many people in the um, conservative side of the political spectrum. Now, as we have uh, talked about in great length uh, last week, you know, on who Dylan was and what it was all about, you know, since last week's episode, quite a few things have happened. Uh, at the time that the podcast was uh, published, there had been already uh, a huge shift with uh, the Bud Light executives. Uh, first being that Alyssa Heiner, who was the uh, VP of Marketing for Bud Light, uh, initial reports came out that she had been uh, let go. However, it seems that Bud Light has changed their tune and stated that they have suspended themselves, or more sh should I say, uh, taken a leave of absence. Not only did this Alyssa Heiner uh, take some heat, her boss, Daniel Blake, who was the group VP of marketing for uh, Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch, uh, he also had to take a leave of absence. Now, sources inside have stated that this was not necessarily a voluntary leave of absence, more of a, you need to go. You're causing too many problems for our brand. I find that to be quite an interesting reaction from Bud Light, considering that they were trying to make steps forward. And with these steps forward, why is it that these executives had to take a leave of absence? Now, we don't necessarily have those kind of answers, but what I do know is that both of these uh, executives, uh, former executives, I should say, they have both faced death threats and criticism to the marketing campaign and the strategy involving Dylan Mulvaney, this TikTok influencer. And I find that to be, you know, I, I'll interject my opinion on this, but I find that to be quite a sad occurrence to have happened, you know, for these 
individuals that were just doing their jobs and just trying to promote the brand and reach out to a different audience, a different generation of individuals. And they face death threats and they face criticism and they lose their jobs. I get a leave of absence isn't technically being fired, but in the corporate world, it might as well be being fired. So what does Anheuser-Busch have to say about this? Well, unfortunately, uh, sources that tried to reach out to Anheuser-Busch through most of the major media outlets could not receive an answer. Uh, even though these uh, journalists and these sources couldn't reach out and get a response from Anheuser-Busch, you know, there's been some interesting numbers. Uh, you know, sales have fallen 17% ever since for uh, Bud Light ever since that the boycotts have started. 17% of total sales have dropped. In local bars across the nation, uh, sales for Bud Light have dropped by a 37%. And now Bud Light is trailing 6% behind uh, other competitors' light beers. You know, such a controversy would go ahead and cause such huge drops in sales. Now, when you're thinking, you know, 6%, 37%, that may not seem huge. But considering the amount of sales and considering Bud Light was indeed the leader of light beers in the United States, 37% of its uh, revenue, 37% of its sales, uh, that is, that's huge. Uh, it crossed bars. Uh, you know, to give you an example, in 2022, uh, Bud Light's total revenue was uh, $57.77 billion. We'll call it, 50, you know, when you think $57, $58 billion, now you're talking losing 17% of sales on that. That's a big number. When you talk about losing 37% of businesses across bars, that contributes to that $57 billion. That's huge. So, did Anheuser-Busch make the right call with going ahead and letting these executives go for causing such controversy? The numbers don't lie, and at the end of the day, Bud Light does have to run a business. Um, you know, we talked about the controversy that was stirred up about this. You know, it wasn't but a couple summers ago, I do believe it was the summer 2018 or 2019, where Bud Light had uh, repackaged their business. Uh, aluminum bottles in the uh rainbow fly colored bottles uh now not the not the uh christian religious rainbow but we're talking about the lgbt flag rainbow colors and there wasn't quite the same reaction at the time to that as there was to them partnering up with a transgendered influencer uh, being dylan Mulvaney. you know uh further backlash that bud light has seen you know one of the more uh, well-known cases here. The Fairfax Bar and Grill in uh, Bloomington, Indiana has lost a good chunk of its business, about 87% of its business as it's reported, uh, because it, the owner of the bar, the managers of the bar have told customers that they are not going to accept intolerance and that they're not going to, and because they're not accepting this intolerance, that their customers need to go. Well, it was reported just a day ago uh, by uh, ABC News that the Fairfax Bar and Grill are trying to make desperate attempts to bring customers back. Uh, they're trying to make a desperate. They're trying to make desperate attempts to bring customers back, and I find that to be another interesting uh, move because these owners, these, this bar owners, um, they took a very strong stance to stand for what they believed in, and it seems like it really backfired on them. 
Now, does bars rest alone on Bud Light? No, that's why it's a bar. There's many types of alcohol. However, some parts of the country, people need to pay attention to their demographics. There is a reason why I'll sit here and say that businesses really should not get themselves involved politically with anything. And that's not including, you know, those that go out and make podcasts and those that go make YouTube. So I'm talking about physical businesses, you know, bars, corporations, uh, any of these companies, big or little, I don't believe should be getting themselves involved politically, but we know that's not necessarily reality. However, we can see some of the results when these businesses do go ahead and get themselves involved politically with matters that maybe they shouldn't and where they should actually be trying to focus maybe more on operating their business and making self their business successful because as a business owner you know unless you're one that's owning uh, franchises and you're owning all these businesses where you have multiple pillars of uh, multiple streams of income you're not necessarily uh, going to, or excuse me, as I was saying, you know, unless you're one of these bi uh, business owners or that have multiple streams of income, if that is your livelihood and you make controversial moves based on your political beliefs, I hate to say this, but sometimes you just have to face the backlash from it. I'm not a business owner myself, but I have uh, studied and understood business for years. And I will say that a lot of, a lot of these decisions when you're looking at going ahead and whether you're going to align yourself politically one way or another, know your demographic. You know, it's a, it's a shame that Fairfax Bar and Grill has uh, faced a lot of backlash and lost uh, a reported 87% of their customer base. However, you know, they should under, the owner should have done some research and understood his demographic. You know, you're, you're in business to make money. You're not necessarily in business to go ahead and agree or disagree with the political stance of uh, people across the country. And besides, should it really matter? At the end of the day, should it really matter? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, with this Bud Light controversy, it's going to continue on. I'm not sure when the end, end uh, goal is going to be. According to the NPR, the National uh, Public Radio, boycotts typically of this scale don't last a long time uh, however that doesn't mean that there's a specific timeline that they're expecting that anyone's expecting for this to end you know Anheuser-Busch just uh, went ahead and started to go ahead and uh, send in ex-GOP aides to lobby at Congress to lobby in Washington to lobby you know to better their company to basically tell everyone Sorry, we made a mistake. You know, forgive us. Buy our beer again. To be honest with you, I think that at the end of the day, this is going to end up blowing over. It may just take quite a few months. It could take six months. It could take a year. Uh, it's not something that's going to end overnight, just to be honest with you. Uh, however, uh, at the end of the day, it is going to end up blowing over. Um, I still don't see why it was such a big deal. Um, but understanding where Bud Light's uh, demographic target market usually is, the target audience, the target consumer usually is, their target audience tends to be more of the, as uh, former uh, VP of Marketing Alyssa Heiner said, uh, manly man. Now, we're talking sports, we're talking barbecues, we're talking 
you know, people that feel the true red, white, and blue USA all the way, patriotism. And I'm not sure patriotism is the right, uh, right way to look at that. However, uh, unfortunately, be as it may, their target audience was not young uh, transgender individuals. Uh, so on a business sense, yes, it was a huge misstep for Anheuser-Busch, for Bud Light, for, progress- for being progressive, for being more inclusive. It was a great step forward. Unfortunately, their demographics or target audience was not quite yet ready to make that step. And people believe what they want to believe on that. I'm just going to say it was a bad move on Bud Light in terms of uh, business and sales. It was a great move on Bud Light because they were trying to include more, to make other people feel more included in coming to enjoy their brand. This has never been to say that you know, transgendered individuals or people that not are not their target demographic can't enjoy Bud Light. No, any business is not going to turn them. Any good business is not going to turn away business. But their marketing and their target, their target on that one may have been a little off. I still feel that it was a huge overreaction to the entire mess. But feel how you want to feel on that one. This is why it's called controversial. Second topic of the day. People are being shot for accidentally going to the wrong house or property. This has been quite a disturbing trend recently, and I have had a discussion with quite a few people about why is it that we're seeing so many people uh, shot and seeing so many people getting killed over going to the wrong uh, place, going to the wrong part of town, going to where you know, name, you name it, if they're in the wrong place, why are they getting uh, shot? And I don't think there's a real good answer on why. You know, uh, the most famous of these cases, you know, we're going to talk modern. We're not going to talk, you know, way back uh, three, four, five years ago, you know, as unfortunate as those situations were. Um you know, the most famous of these incidences happens to be a 16-year-old Ralph Yarl of Kansas City, Missouri. Now, on April 13th, he was heading uh, to pick up his younger brother uh, from, uh, if I remember correctly, um, him playing with his friends over at uh, his friend's house. And he went to the wrong house. And 65-year-old, excuse me, the homeowner, 84-year-old Andrew Lester, uh, shot him through the storm door, the storm door, and that was completely uh, a complete surprise. And you know, I'm sure to Ralph Yarl was a surprise too at the time, because why is he being shot? Um, a Andrew Andrew uh, Lester stated when questioned by the police that he felt threatened, that he felt. That his livelihood was at stake, that he was in imminent, uh, that he was in imminent danger. That is, that is a defense that is uh, legally allowed in some states. In some cases, it's called the Castle Doctrine. Well, considering this happened in Kansas City, Missouri, Missouri has the Castle Doctrine, where uh, the gist of it is that if you feel that your life is threatened, that you do not have to make any attempt to flee, you do not have to make any attempt to um, de-escalate the situation, 
you can automatically use lethal force if you feel necessary. And that is the defense that uh, Andrew Lester tried to use when uh, Ralph Yarrow was shot. And that leads to a lot of questions. You know, one of the biggest questions that I think anyone has asked or should ask if they haven't is what threat did Ralph uh, Yarrow, the 16-year-old boy, pose to an 84-year-old man when all he was doing was going to pick up his uh, younger brother, his 13-year-old brother? You know, there was no uh, camera evidence. There was no witnesses that stated that Ralph Yarrow threatened the older man. There was no evidence supporting that he tried to break into the home of this man uh, or make any attempts on his life. So on a legal standpoint, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but does the Castle Doctrine really stand? Well, when you look at the base of the law where it states that, you know, if you feel one way, you feel threatened, you feel like your life's in danger. But does the actual danger exist? And in the case of Ralph Yarrow, uh, nothing supports that there was any threat or any imminent danger to Mr. Lester's life. I don't believe that the Castle Doctrine is a viable defense. Now, unfortunately, it took uh, prosecutors way too long after uh, to go ahead and charge, um, way too long to charge Mr. Lester for imposing the uh, Castle Doctrine in his defense. Uh, and that's not why he's being charged. It's more he uh, aggravated uh, assault with a deadly weapon. It took a few days for them to go ahead and actually prosecute Andrew Lester. And his uh, grandson came out. Yeah, his grandson's name is uh, Kurt. Uh, his grandson's name, Clinton Ludwig. Uh, he's saying his, he's not surprised his grandfather shot uh, Ralph Yarrow. Um, said that his grandfather was influenced by conservative media. Influenced by conservative media so essentially he's trying to state that his grandfather shot a young man that he shot a teenager because of conservative media let that sink in for a second so he is going to sit there and actually try and use the defense that conservative media made him do it conservative media uh you know, as far as I have ever paid attention to, see, I check out media from both sides. I check it out liberal and I check it out conservative. So that way, when I go to talk about situations, I try and come at it from a more middle ground. Now, I've watched conservative media. I've listened to conservative media. I've read conservative media. And I've never seen anything in any uh, published articles or programming state to kill a teenager for showing up at your house, uh, regardless of skin color. Uh, you know, for those of you who don't already know, Ralph Rawls is black, Andrew Lester is white. Uh, unfortunately, I think Andrew Lester may have made it a race issue and trying to blame conservative media, uh, his grandson trying to blame conservative media, I should say, is a complete cop-out and it's not a valid defense in my opinion. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, some people uh, have their biases uh, for or against races because of a multitude of reasonings, being influenced, being how they were raised, being their own personal beliefs, 
Uh, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not going to break it down, but there's way too many reasons as to why someone could be biased for or against uh, certain races. And in this case, you know, in this case, Andrew Lester did not uh, per se state that it was because he was black and no one's that becomes a very sticky situation to always walk through when you got one side claiming racism and you got one side saying it's not racism. I will say one of the hardest things to uh, prove is uh, was it racist? Unless it is just outright blatant, it is definitely one of the hardest things to prove. Unfortunately, in this situation, we can't prove either which way whether it was or wasn't a race related issue despite anyone's opinion we can't prove whether it was race related issue or not just because if the circumstance had that been a teen of any other color would the reaction have been the same maybe maybe not some people will sit here and believe yes some people will sit here and believe no believe what you want to believe on that one i'm not going to tell you which way i'm just giving you the facts that a 65, or excuse me, an 84-year-old man, uh, an 84-year-old man shot a 16-year-old teen because he felt uh, threatened. And that is probably one of the weakest arguments I've ever heard, period. He felt threatened. Well, until there was actual evidence, I don't believe there was any threats to Mr. Lester's life. Unfortunately... Ralph Yarhall is not the only one here, though, that has been shot for being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Another incident, uh, it was up in Hebron, New York. Kaylin Gillis, uh, she was driving with her friends and accidentally turned into the wrong property. Now, uh, the area that she was in was a more rural area, uh, more farm-type country, more uh, ranch-type country out there. And she was... Uh, after her and her friends realized they're at the wrong property, turned around and were driving off. And the owner, Kevin Monahan, who is 65 years old, came out of his home and started firing shots into the back of the vehicle, one impacting uh, Kaylin Gillis and killing her. Once again, Castle Doctrine. Once again, we talk about Stand Your Ground. Uh, my day. In a, in a situation like this, I'm not uh, too familiar with New York's laws. However, I think. Uh, from anything, from everything I've ever read, there's not a single state that supports self-defense when you shoot someone in the back as they're running away or driving away. At that point, typically, uh, rules of engagement, um, when you look at it that way, the person uh, fleeing or attempting to go away is no longer considered a threat because they are trying to go away from the situation. Uh, they're uh, intent to do harm doesn't exist. But either way, was there any intention of doing harm? Well, when Kaylin Gillis and her friends showed up at the wrong uh, property, and then they immediately turn around and start to go away, but then only speed off after they start getting shot at, that doesn't sound like there was threats. It doesn't sound like ill harm was intended. But uh, unfortunately, in this situation, another person got shot at and uh, killed. Another incident happened April 17th, Austin, Texas. Uh, Peyton Washington and Heather Roth were shot in an HEB. Um, HEB is a grocery store in uh, Texas. 
for anyone that's listening and doesn't quite know what HEB is. HEB is a grocery store in Texas. So Peyton Washington and Heather Roth were shot when they came out of the store and were attempting to enter what they believed to be the family vehicle, um, but en ended up was in a case of a mistaken vehicle, and 25-year-old Pedro Tello Rodriguez came out and started firing shots and shot Peyton Washington and Heather Roth for accidentally attempting to enter his vehicle. Unfortunately, two individuals ended up getting shot over a case of mistaken vehicle identity. Another case, six-year-old Kinsley White was shot by 24-year-old Robert Louise uh, Singletary. Six-year-old Kinsley White uh, was among three injured um, by Robert Louis Singletary of Gaston County, North Carolina. Six-year-old Kinsley White gets shot when she's outside playing and her basketball rolls into this uh, this man's yard. And he this, this for whatever reason, enraged Sing Mr. Singletary. Mind you, he's 24 years old and he sees a basketball roll into his yard. His ball, or ball, excuse me, yeah, basketball rolled into his yard. And he gets mad. Kinsley's father comes out. Um, wife comes out. And all of a sudden, Singletary yells at the father, I'm going to kill you. The mother was out there. Ashley Hildebrand. Father was out there. William, White, and Kinsley. All three of them shot. Because all three of them shot or because Robert Louis Singletary couldn't control his temper when a basketball rolled into his yard. There was definitely no threat for from a six-year-old over a basketball rolling into his yard. Absolutely none. But he just made that neighborhood way less safe to be out playing with for the kids. Why was that his first reaction? Is to run out, come outside the house with his gun and yell, I'm going to kill you. At the father of the girl. Why is that? Why is that the first reaction? Why is it in this country that the first reaction a lot of time happens to be, let's bring out the guns and start shooting people? It is not doing anyone who's a champion of the Second Amendment justice when we have uncontrolled gun violence like this. Unfortunately, legislation is not going to stop people from being violent. You know, because it's not the guns that are violent. It's the people wielding the guns that are violent. And no amount of legislation, unfortunately, is going to catch everybody that is going to be way too violent to be owning a firearm. Because, uh, unfortunately, background checks only do so much. Um, but in a, lo a lot of sense, there may, you know, I am sitting here going, maybe there should be some kind of, uh, stricter regulation on the ability to purchase weapons. I know the people of the state of Texas be rolling over going, oh my God, there's a guy saying guns are bad. No, I'm not saying guns are bad. I'm not saying that people shouldn't own guns. What I'm saying is that it is absolutely 100% ridiculous and there's no need for just because somebody shows up accidentally at your house or somebody's ball rolls into your yard, somebody accidentally mistakes your vehicle for theirs, 
that we start shooting people. That is not an acceptable answer. That is not an acceptable course of action. You know, first of all, a basketball rolling into the yard. What is that really doing? What harm is that really doing anyone? It is not really causing harm at all. You know, I, I understand there's trespassing laws, and I understand that people feel that, you know, they should get off their property, but accidents happen. In the case of vehicles, there are so many vehicles out there, and only so few manufacturers, only so few models of the same vehicle. You know, give you an example, you could walk up to a 2022 Dodge Durango, uh, SXT, and let's just say it's a black, uh, colored black, right? Gray interior. And you've got another one in the same parking lot, and another one in the same parking lot, and another one. So you got four or five in the same parking lot, and you've got three of them within the same range. You go into the store, you forget that your car, which cars are where do you parked your car, you come out, and bam, all of a sudden you see multiple Dodges, multiple Dodge Durangos, all of them black, and you start walking up and you see they're all the. Uh, great. Now, some people might argue that, well, all you have to do is pull out the key, hit the key fob, and see which one's yours. Okay, but now let's say you're the, uh, you say you're a 16 year old um, kid, and you don't have the key, and you come out of the store, and you forgot where your mom or dad parked. I get it. Call. Okay. But guess what? Not everyone's going to think of every single situation. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna call. Hey, I see like seven cards are the same. Which ones? You, which one are you in? You know, flash your lights. No one's gonna. Not everyone's gonna think to do that. You know, so it's easy from uh, the outside to say that. Well, they could have done this. They could have done that. But when you're put in that situation, and it's not even that serious of a situation until you know someone gets shot, are you gonna think to do that? Probably not. In the case of Ralph Yarl. Some might argue, well, why didn't he just use GPS? Well, why didn't he just use a map? Why didn't he just confirm the address? Why didn't he just do X, Y, Z? Well, here's the thing. We don't know what steps he took. Maybe he couldn't afford a phone, or maybe his family can't afford him a phone. Uh, you know, even with government assistance programs for that kind of stuff, maybe his family made too much or couldn't get it, or maybe they couldn't afford it. Maybe they chose not to get him more. I don't know his family situation. I'm not doing that much digging into, and it's none of my business. So I don't know what uh, kind of technology he had on him. And maybe he, and let's just say he did have the right technology. What if his brother got the numbers mixed up on the house? What if, the, what if his brother said, you know, the address was 316 and the actual address was supposed to be 136 or 163? That could have made a huge difference too. People make mistakes, so it's not just on one person in that situation that, you know, could have made things better. And I'm not saying it's the uh, younger brother's fault. I blame I blame the gunman in all of these situations for uh, using a lethal weapon to resolve a situation that did not require lethal force. And that's a that's the problem I have, and that's the exception I think needs to be looked at is why and what can we do to fix it. Unfortunately, I'm not sure legislation uh, will answer all those uh, matters, but someday maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But what I do feel is that there's way too much gun violence on this and that this should not be the first reaction. You know, feel what you want to feel on this one.
This is a Controversial Mind Podcast. Thank you.